Semper Veritas, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Quarantine at Harvard, a uh, series on the Harvard Yard. First, it's it's the genesis, you know, it's the start, the frontier. It's always exciting to be operating at this at this level. And for those who were able to uh, check out our trailer, uh, hopefully uh, you got an idea, so to speak, of what this platform is, what Harvard Yard or Harvard Yard, I should say, uh, is all about. But I'm excited. I'm your host, David Chen, hailing from Leverett House. I'm your host, Anna Faraday, hailing from Quincy House. I'm also your host, Melissa Mung, hailing from Winthrop House. And I'm your fourth and final host, Fez Zuffer, hailing from Stoughton Hall. Uh, you know, we'd like to thank all of you for tuning in, as David said, for our first episode as we kick off this series. Uh, you know, just to provide everybody with some background as to what this is going to look like, uh, we are known as the Quad or the Quad Squad. <laughs> you know, it depends on the day how, how, how fun you're feeling. Uh, but, you know, today we're just going to be talking among the four of us, uh, you know, addressing uh, recent news uh, that's been going on in the media. We're also going to be talking about uh, our move-in experience as all of us this week uh, moved into Harvard College for our freshman year. Uh, and, you know, in future episodes, you can expect to see interviews with Harvard freshmen, uh, in addition to some special guests. Uh, from within and outside the Harvard community. So, you know, we have a lot of very interesting long-form conversations we're very uh, excited to get to, and I think that all of you will enjoy them, whether you're listening from Spotify, YouTube, or any other media outlet. Yeah, and it's it's so funny that you mention, um, you know, the, our, 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 our format here because, you know, ultimately this is what we call a conversational podcast, right? We'll, we'll talk about the ends of the earth in terms of topics, uh, but also expect, you know, for our episodes to, at the very beginning, to feature um, the four of us talk to each other. I guess to clarify as well, when we interview, expect two hosts, you know, two of us, whether it's Fez, Melissa, Anna, David, David, or, or whatever permutation. Um, and uh, two of us interview the, the two of us, sorry, conversate. Uh, I, I personally don't prefer the word interview. That's just my personal preference. But um <laughs> Uh, and at the very beginning, though, you can't expect all four of us to get together, conglomerate, summarize, synthesize other big words to, to kind of give you guys a teaser for for the interview. So that kind of summarizes at least what you can expect from quarantine at Harvard here. But to cut to the chase, we got we got moving stories. Yeah, let's have stories for y'all. Yeah, let's have Melissa kick it off since Melissa was actually the first one of us to move in. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yes. All oh, right. So. When so. You move in? I moved in last Wednesday, and so I actually finished phase two yesterday. I got my third negative test at like eight in the morning, which is amazing. Could you, because... explain, could you explain the phase process real quick oh, yeah. for those who may not be Yeah, definitely. So for those of you who don't know, uh, we initially start in phase one, and that's as soon as we arrive on campus. So we first go to the science center to get tested, and then we get these little orange wristbands that most people are very confused about because it's like, do I keep it on? Do I keep it off? But anyway, so basically we go to the food truck show them that wristband and we get our food meals for the for the day and potentially for the next day as well and so afterwards you go to your dorm and you unload for like 20-ish minutes but honestly I took more like an hour and then um you basically settle in your dorm room and you stay quarantined there until you receive the result for your first test so for people who moved in early like they received their test results within like 10 hours and for some people who moved in on like the 27th or 28th it took them more like 36 hours so it really just depends on like when you moved in but as soon as you receive that first result and assuming it's negative of course uh you are out of phase one and you move into your second phase of quarantine and during phase two you are only allowed to hang out with one other person um 
at a time and you're not allowed to leave like the immediate area of wherever your residential building is so like for me for Winthrop I am not supposed to leave the courtyard and I'm pointing to my window but um I'm not supposed to leave the courtyard and then uh for people in the yard like of course they can't venture outside of the gates of the yard and so um you'll continue doing that for the next few days until you get your third negative test result um, and that's when you move into phase three. And as soon as you're in phase three, you're allowed to go into the Cambridge area. And like, again, like the Boston area, that's like relatively close. They kind of have like a circle drawn to show you where uh, you can actually go to on the map. But um, you can like, if you, so that means like if you're in the yard, you can go to the Charles River and just take a walk or a run. And then for me being in Winthrop House, I can actually go to the yard now if I wanted to. And so you have a lot more freedom as long as you're still abiding by the mask wearing rules and social distancing. And then of course, um, effective on September 9th, I believe, um, we're allowed to go outside and hang out in groups of no more than 10 people. And then um, you can also eat with no more than four people outside. So, so that yeah. means the quad squad can actually eat lunch together. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Pull up. <laughs> Pull up. Yeah. No, it was kind of funny because, you know, that first negative test you get, mm -hmm. uh, well, suppose, hopefully negative test. Um, it's, it's kind of funny how they do it because they email you this, this really sinister email that says i know it, test it, it frankly <laughs> it's so scared scary. me yeah it's like I it's couldn't... like your test results already it doesn't tell you like right. oh yeah no. you're negative go for it and i the feeling i got when i saw that email was a very familiar feeling because it was the same feeling i got when i saw that my co my college oh my board God, no no no, no. <laughs> well two familiar feelings it was my college board email saying that my ap test scores are ready yeah. <laughs> and and there was another one where uh, uh, application is waiting for you or your application status has been Ooh. updated for Harvard. These feelings, man, they are the worst. They are. You feel, you get honestly. cold sweat, your eyebrows sweat, your knees sweat, everything that every place in your body that doesn't sweat starts sweating. Um, and but thankfully, all, all four of us have been tested negative. We're all in phase two. Yep, well, except Melissa. Uh, except for Melissa, three. who is in phase, phase three. three. Yeah, um, and, and but... I mean, you know, the, the the testing at Harvard has has been, uh, you know, a very interesting process. So let me pull up the dashboard here. Um, you know, David was sharing this with us last night. Oh uh, yeah. You know, Harvard has been uh, keeping everyone updated. Uh, you know, regarding uh, testing and, you know, um, uh, like the stats that have been coming out. And, you know, for those of you watching on YouTube, you know, a screen will pop up here that'll show you, uh, you know, the most recent look. Um, but, you know, the Harvard positivity rate, if you look at the last seven days, in the last seven days, we've had the number of tests has been 6,882, mm -hmm. of which there have been seven positive cases, which is a 0 0.1 positivity rate so that's yeah. that's that's really wow. amazing and i mean i think that the frequent testing is definitely helping um you know facilitate the opportunity for students like us to be able to be on campus which obviously we're very grateful for especially as colleges around the country are having to go virtual uh mm -hmm. so it's, it's been a very interesting process yeah well, well to clarify those two undergraduate positive cases right the yeah. seven include undergraduates yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so of the of the seven people who have tested positive, I think that includes faculty, uh, graduate students, possibly. Yes. Exactly. Uh, but I think two of those seven are actual undergraduates, so freshmen. Yeah. Right. Rip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm I think it's actually like phenomenal. I'm really happy that <laughs> yeah. we have so few cases. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Right. But our our journey here to to quarantine and being like safely subdued in our dorm was not like easy for all of us because I've heard at least one of us in the quad squad <laughs> had one hell of a journey to, to, to get to where they are at this point 
Anna, what, what, what happened? What happened? So much. Anna? So much went wrong. I, okay. So, I, okay, but, but a lot of things went well, too. So I'm from Florida, and um, I haven't, like, left my house, really, in Florida for, like, a long time right. because, you know, we're the COVID hotspot of the world, all that, all that jazz. Um, but I had to, like, get on my flight to Fort Lauderdale. I'm from Fort Lauderdale to Boston. So I go there, and immediately there's crowds of people. I've never seen the airport this full in my entire life. I travel constantly, like, pre-COVID, and this had more mm. people than I've ever seen before. So I was stressed. I was like, okay, this is not going to go well. Um, but I was prepared. I had two masks. I had like the N95, which is right there. And I had another, uh, like one of those like surgical masks on top. And I had a face shield and I wore a poncho. Like I was like, no, we're not getting COVID on this flight, but like we're hoping <laughs> at least. And so I get, I, I like go check my bag, all that stuff. Like it was fine. Like the, the process itself was okay. Um, Getting on the flight was fine. I rode JetBlue. JetBlue is phenomenal. They have little noodle seats open. It was great. But when I got to Boston, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take an Uber to to Harvard. So uh, I go to the Uber. So I go to like the Uber spot in Logan, and I order an Uber. It's like 22 minutes away, and I was like, okay, I'll wait. It's fine. So like I'm waiting there. I'm standing around, da, 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 da. and then I check the Uber app again. And it's like 12 minutes away. I'm like, okay, great, not bad. And then immediately the guy cancels on me. I'm no, like, ah. I'm like no. no. And then they pull up another person, and that person gets it. I see them, and they cancel. Another person gets it, sees it, cancels. Another person, I wait six minutes, they cancel. And then finally, the fifth Uber driver didn't cancel. I was stressed. I was looking at the little map. I was like, please just get on the little highway to go to the airport, please. He gets there. He's great. Like, I, I get in the car. He's talking to me about, like, how um, he moved from D.C. to Boston, how he really likes Boston. Like, he was a really nice guy. Um, it was a little awkward sometimes because he was like, um, D.C. would have been a better choice than Boston for college. But, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay going to Harvard. I, I don't mind. <laughs> so did that, you tell him? I, I, no, I did. He, he knew I was going to Harvard. He asked me, like, what school oh. I was going to. Um, okay. But it was nice. He was a nice guy overall. And then he drops me off uh, two miles away from the Science Center where we're supposed to get no, tested. No. Oh, also, just to know, I'm traveling alone. So I don't have, like, my parents or no. my siblings with me. And I have two like huge bags of luggage, like 50 pounds each in my backpack. And I'm not very strong. I'm not very fit. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to try to make this work. And I had to drag those two bags with me all along like Massachusetts Avenue, I think. To, I'm not sure which road it was to get to the Science Center. But as I'm about to arrive at the Science Center, I see these men and they're just in a group. And one of them comes up to me and they're like wearing little Harvard like shirts. I'm like, okay, like they're like people that work for Harvard. And they talk to me and they're like, are you okay? And I say, no, I'm not. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, there were the shuttle service people and they asked me, they're like, hey, like, like, go ahead, get tested. Like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, Quincy House. And they looked at me and they're like, that's really far from here. And you're gonna have to walk a lot. I'm like, okay, well, I'm okay. I can do it. And they're like, no, 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 don't worry about it. We'll just drive you. We'll take you on the shuttle. So let nice. me like put my bag like in the shuttle. I got tested, got my food, all that stuff. Came back and they drove me all the way to Quincy. But they made a mistake. It wasn't Quincy they drove me to. They drove me to Leverett House. And like oh, I got off right across got the off, street. I got off the shuttle and like, okay, great, I have my like luggage and I'm still tired, but like I can like pull like the little bags like 
maybe like a hundred feet to the gates of, of like what I thought was Quincy. And I get there and someone's like, Welcome to Leverett House and I was like, Oh no. Wait, how far how far is Quincy from? It's Leverett? right across the street. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. But, so it wasn't like another mile away. No, no, no. But this is what happened. I asked the person, okay. like, oh no, I'm going to Quincy. And they're like, okay, just like go straight down and make a turn, like make a, like go down a corner. And I'm terrible with directions. But I'm like, you know, I can figure this out. So I go down and I'm like going the opposite direction that Quincy is in. And then I realize I'm going the opposite direction Quincy is in. I turn, I go like where I thought Quincy was, but what turned out to be like the back entrance, which isn't open, obviously. And so I had to walk a little bit more and I finally got to Quincy. Then I get there, I'm like checking in and everything. And the Quincy house, like um, manager, I'm not sure what to call them. Um, they're like, oh, we don't have an ID for you. You're gonna have to walk to the Smith Center to get an ID. Aww. So I was like, okay, I, I can do that. So I go to the Smith Center, I get my ID, I come back. And then finally I arrive in my dorm room and I take a nap for like an hour. It was fantastic. So that's my odyssey getting to Harvard. <laughs> wow. TLDR is just Anna just getting getting completely screwed over by every single thing that <laughs> Except could go wrong. the shuttle service people. They were so nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my experience wasn't um I mean like super eventful, which I guess is lucky, you know, compared to Anna's, I guess. Um uh I mean we I moved in on Sunday. Uh so you know, my family arrived on Friday and so we were kind of just getting some supplies on Saturday. Um, and so we moved in Sunday afternoon. Uh, you know, luckily the the house I was in is pretty close to the testing center near the science center. Uh, so mm. it was a pretty it was a pretty nice and quick process. So I guess the antithesis to uh, what what Anna ended up uh, seeing. But yeah, I mean, you know, mine wasn't I guess super eventful, but it was it was obviously a nice experience. Obviously sad because you're saying goodbye to your family, but mm. um, you know, it was it was definitely interesting. Yeah, did anyone yeah. cry or like tear up a little bit? No. I, I did. I, I, did. I, I, I could have sworn that I was going to because I'm a big crier, but I actually did not. I'm really proud Aww. of myself. I didn't. I didn't think I would, but at the at the very end, I did. So Aww. at the Aww. airport, I like was listening to like the Miley Cyrus like "Ready Set Don't Go" like the duet with her dad, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus, and like I just started crying. It's like I was having miss home and all that stuff. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. If I may add as well, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to share too much about my move-in story. It's also rather uneventful. Um, but I did, I did have a very interesting thing to add, which is, so guys, I've, I've, I, I got to uh, witness a real life Karen in the flesh. Oh, I thought you were about to say wedding proposal. I don't know why. But oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, unfortunately not. I, that's another one on my bucket list. A but cute no, one. I, I was able to witness the behavior of a wild karen in person in the flesh two seats in front of me on the plane um and that was that was like meaningful to me because you know you see you see karen's on on twitter and 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 in videos and you're like oh okay that's like this abstract concept but i actually got to meet one it was so cool what happened um okay so uh it was okay so preface this it was obvious that she was drunk before boarding um because she was like screaming and not screaming but like oh and and she was with her partner um, I don't know if it was her husband or her boyfriend or anything, um, and and she was like, oh, la di la. You can you can tell drunk behavior, right? Um, and she wasn't wearing a mask. And when she, we boarded the plane, we were right behind her, and you know the, the flight attendants obviously reminded her to put on her mask, right? And then you know as the I kind of forgot about her until a, a flight attendant actually like came up to her and said, okay, this is the second time we told you to because she got her mask off again. This is the second time we told you to put on your mask. After that, we're going to have to call security um, 
obviously not on the plane, but like when you when we um deplane and 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 all that, the security will will come right. and, and escort you off. Um, and and so on and so forth went on for again. They took off their mask, um, went back. The flight attendant went back, and then this is what's interesting, and this is what it was so exciting to see because this was where like the Karen behavior kicked in. You know, so the flight attendant is like, "This is the third time, please, ma'am. You have to put on your mask. We will ask security um, once we deplane to, to to escort you out." And she was like, "So first, first phase of Karenism, right? Denial." She was like, "You did not tell me to put to take off my mask. This was the first time you you mentioned it." And that's not true. <laughs> and then after that, it's aggression, right? You're harassing me. I'm trying to sleep. It's a red eye flight, by the way, as well. So it was like 2 a.m. You're harassing me. Um, you're being a b word. Um, you know, just a, a attack. And then finally, finally, it's the third and final phase is the phone. She whips out the phone, turns on the flash, and ironically wakes everyone else up on the plane, um, including me. And then I was just there. I wanted, I wanted to film it so bad as well, but I, I, I decided to be better, <laughs> the better person. Um, but yeah, no, that was my first ever encounter with, with a person like that. Wait, uh, was like, uh, was like security called when you all were deplaning or no? Yeah. It was okay. It was so un. It was it was overhyped. It was just this this old lady who who came up wearing like this little security badge thing and it's like, all right, guys, come off. So honestly, they got the better deal because they just got a D plane earlier earlier sure. than all of us. <laughs> that maybe, was part of their plan. Maybe the they time. planned it. Maybe that was the plan. Oh. Ooh, okay, if they did brain. that, okay, more power to them. That that big was brain. brilliant. But not more that, power that was... to them because they're endangering other people's lives. That's true. That's exactly. true. Less power to them. No, less power to them. Wear a mask. But. But yeah, Please. so that that was that was my experience with the plane. Um, a decent decent security protocols. I feel like so far from the plane to Harvard to the airport, decent pro- security protocols. I feel like it's definitely a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking around Harvard campus, uh, and and most I haven't seen anyone who hasn't worn a mask. Have you guys? Seen I saw two people wearing- not wearing a mask. <gasps> I oh. have seen people not wearing a mask as well. Sacrilegious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's well, difficult because you know, like. Because we're like, and we're in a city that's not all, like it's like a lot of Harvard people here, but like it's not sure, everyone right. goes to Harvard, so it's like, eh, I don't know. I think there's some people like that don't do that. Well, you know, it, it is very interesting because so coming from Iowa, where we haven't had a statewide uh, mask mandate, you know, I think there have uh, we 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 actually haven't had one, I think, at all since the virus has started. We haven't had like a statewide one. Um, it, it's interesting because then when you arrive in Massachusetts. Um, and you see almost every single person wearing a mask. I mean, I can tell you from personal experience, whenever I would go out when I was in Iowa, it seemed like at least 70 to 80% of people were wearing masks, but obviously that 20 to 30% can still really mess things up. Um, But, you know, it's really interesting to see people here, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, abiding by those rules. Um, So, so, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's definitely cool to see, you know, geographically how diverse the U.S. has been uh, and responding to the coronavirus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, same thing here. Because, like, I was talking about how, like, the Fort Lauderdale airport was so, so full. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Florida people are crazy. We like traveling. We, like, do things we're not supposed to do. And when I get to the Massachusetts airport, empty. I saw, like, probably, like, all people from my flight plus, like, five other people. The entire time I was walking through the airport. Wow. No one was there. It was phenomenal. I was like, this is great. So, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely differences. Yeah, yeah. SFO was empty as well, but that was also because it was 1 a.m. in the morning. That's yeah, true. that reminds me. There is no feeling in the world like it is standing in an empty airport in the middle of the night. It is such a ethereal <laughs> feeling. Like, because it's, it's completely empty. Your footsteps echo, right? But it's such a cavernous area that you're so used to being, like, full. 
right? I can't explain it. It's like it's like going to Taco Bell at three a.m. to get like get like you know chalupas or something. It's it's <laughs> oh it's I don't know. It's, there's no other feeling in the world. It's exclusive, right? But um, I, I think we can't talk about our moving experience without mentioning the food. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I understand opinions yes. may vary. Right. I'm personally not a picky eater, but I know some people have some pretty strong opinions about food. I don't know about you guys. Me. Let's read the oh really Ooh, we got we got we got, uh, we got the centers. Here. Yeah. Uh, picky eater at heart. Oh, <laughs> I'm not a picky eater. The food here is just not good. It's not it. Like I'm sorry. Oh. Like the pasta we had like I think me, Fez and uh David all like came the same day. The pasta was not it. I'm sorry. The I pasta agree. had no flavor. The shrimp, great, ten out of ten. So <laughs> I ended up doing was I have ramen that my friend like got for me as a joke oh. and like I made the ramen and I put all the shrimp there and that was my dinner instead of the pasta had zero flavor so that was good but <laughs> yesterday the chicken with the broccoli pretty okay like I wasn't complaining yeah. that much I like the broccoli I like chicken it was basically just chicken nuggets so like there's really anything to complain about True. there mm-hmm. I do have a contradicting opinion though and this is why I say I'm a picky eater <laughs> So for the longest time, I used to eat pasta without like sauce or anything. It would just oh my be God. like I know pasta exactly like plus you. salt, like butter and noodles or something. That's why. Yes, thinking. that's perfect. See, <laughs> even though I don't really like butter either, but we'll give. But that's a different topic. Different topic. Different topic. Different topic. I will say the pasta because it was like flavorless. It was perfect for me, and and so I actually was like, okay, this isn't bad. Like I can deal with this. But my favorite food here so far has to be the breakfast danishes. Like I will get. I got two today, but I've been getting one each day so far. So I mean, yeah. I, I guess I kind of stand out here because I haven't. I, I mean, I've enjoyed the food. I think since I've gone here, I, I'm not necessarily a picky eater. So I mean, that's probably why. But I've I've enjoyed it so far. I've, I, I think. Every meal has definitely been uh, pretty nutritious, and I mean, I think it's tasted well. So, I guess I probably yeah. stand out on that front. Um, see, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. See, my standards are school lunches, at least my high school lunches. Uh, so, okay. really, like if you slap together sure. like cardboard, it it, <laughs> it it stands with school lunches. But I would say though, my only my only complaint, I, again, me personally, I'm I'm okay with the food. It'd be funny if we got, like start like a food review channel where like, all right, today's today, and me and Melissa would be so with such fun hosts for that. <laughs> Oh no, yeah. we would we would be pure critics. Harsh <laughs> pure critics, critics, harsh critics. Uh, uh, no, but but yesterday lunch, yesterday lunch, I had so I uh, went down the dining hall and there was an item that that con- intrigued me because it was named Manhattan clam chowder. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a person who really loves clam chowder. I really love the. Isn't the, the clam chowder from Boston? It is. Yeah. So it's a Boston. It's a native Boston. Uh. Uh. You know, Thing. dish. Yeah. Right. Um. New England clam chowder, Boston clam chowder, right. Okay, but get this, Manhattan. First of all, first of all, we're in we're in New England, we're in Boston slash Cambridge. Why are you f- serving Manhattan clam chowder? It's 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 dissenting, it's cognitive dissonance at its finest. No, but um, also, it's like, it's like you're in Italy and you're serving New York style pizza. Yeah, yeah, or just yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's it it doesn't fit right, but um. I like how I'm doing the, the Italian yeah. hand here, but um, also the clam chowder was red. It was tomato based. Oh, um, that's strange. And yeah, so it, it was just it was just not nothing I expected. It was still good. I mean, soup in general, I, I like soup. Um, but but yes, definitely something that that struck me as false advertising. <laughs> um, and so I just want to put that out there. 
Um, that's my only only complaint. Okay. You know, I wanted um, to jump to this as one of our probably last topics before we have to conclude today. Um, today in Massachusetts, a very interesting election is happening. We're seeing the uh, Democratic primary between oh. Ed Markey and uh, Joe Kennedy. Uh, so that'll be very interesting because that's been a race that I think, uh, at least among Democrats, has been pretty closely watched over the last few months. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because the polling has kind of gone back and forth between the two. Uh, you know, I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this race. I haven't followed it particularly. I, I know Fez has, has definitely been like invested in it and, yeah. and Anna, mm -hmm. I believe. Have, have you also been following it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my, I'm, I'm not fulfilling my duties as a good citizen, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I'm going to defer to the experts. Here. I mean, you just moved to Massachusetts. So like, obviously no problem with that. <laughs> But, like, I don't well, know. Yeah. I've been, like, curious about it because originally I was a Joe Kennedy stan because I was like, it's the Kennedys. Like, who doesn't love the you, Kennedys? How do you stan a politician? Yeah, I don't. I stan a lot of people that probably oh, okay, shouldn't be yeah. stan. But <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I originally thought, like, oh, it's the Kennedys. Like, fantastic. Like, I love J JFK. But then, like, my friends started talking to me and they're like, but Joe Kennedy, like, stands for, like, the Democratic institution where it's, like, political dynasties. Like, the Bushes, the Clintons, the Kennedys, etc. And, like, that's a bad model because it, like, just preserves power into certain families or certain groups. Versus Ed Markey, although he is a career politician by all accounts, he is still, like, um, a maverick. Like, he doesn't really adhere to the institution of the DNC because like he advocates for rather radical leftist policies like at per, per DNC standards like the Green New Deal so I don't know I don't I obviously like I'm not from Massachusetts I don't live here so I'm not gonna be mad at whoever wins but I do think that Ed Markey winning would represent like a radical person winning over the Democratic dynasty now, uh, by the, obviously, by the time uh, I think our audience will be listening to this, the race will have you know passed and That's obviously true. will have been decided, um, or at least possibly actually. I don't know to what extent the uh, um, you know mail-in ballots could play a factor, uh, or how long that could take to to count up. But as I'm looking at polling right now, and a quick disclaimer, polling should never you know help you determine whether or not you're going to vote for somebody. You should obviously do that based on policy and history. Um, but as I look at polling uh, right now, it looks like uh, Kennedy definitely had uh, a lead, I think, early on in the year. Um, but it appears that uh, more recently, I think we're seeing uh, Ed Markey with a, with a pretty strong lead, I think, in the race. So I think that it looks like it'll likely go his way. I think real clear politics um, uh, you know, is giving him a pretty nice spread when they look at the aggregate polling. Uh, so it looks like it'll go in his direction. So, you know, Anna, I know, I know you were obviously, you know, addressing uh, Markey right there. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see uh, how this election unfolds because, you know, uh, it, it really does kind of represent uh, a generational kind of thing. But then also, um, I, I think that it'll be interesting because, uh, as you said, the Kennedys have obviously been a political dynasty within the United States. And so while Joe Kennedy is already a congressman, um, you know, Massachusetts has already has, has always been, you know, home country, essentially, for the Kennedys. So it'll be interesting to see uh, whether through this race that remains so or whether perhaps he may return in another Senate election that may come in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, and, and, and I understand that, you know, that was said to be the last topic, but I did want to mention one one little little spiel so to speak and i really want to know you guys' thoughts as well as maybe we can brainstorm solutions because you know we're, we're harvard students we want to you know think of i address the problems and 
envision solutions. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, but that is revolving around waste, um, because it's something that has stood out to me in stark, stark contrast to, well, I guess the idea of sustainability, because the amount of waste that's generated from our takeout meals is extraordinary. Because what you have are paper or plastic bags, right? And then each of your food items are are either packaged as well, because you know you have your food containers. You know, if you're having fruit cups, you know that's plastic. Milk, plastic. All the water bottles as well, because we can't fill up water. Um, they gave us a bunch of water bottles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I went through like six of them already. Um, and I'm because and that's the other thing. Our bathroom doesn't have decent like flow of tap water. It's really slow. Oh, does um, not. Mine's fantastic. So. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I have pretty good as well. Yeah, I have a decrepit faucet. So, um, <laughs> but but still, like, if you count, and also even worse, utensils, right? Because they give you like two pairs of utensils per meal. That's like six a day. Uh, and I've only used the fork. I haven't used the salt pepper packets. I haven't used the napkin. Oh, I guess I should. Um, I just exposed <laughs> that I have poor eating habits. But um, knives as well. And so I've 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 saved them, right? But eventually, I don't know what to do with them. I think eventually I'll have to throw them away. Um, and that's really concerning me because if you extrapolate this to what the the how many students are on campus thousand ish yeah about maybe a little less than that maybe a little less but so that's a lot of waste a lot of waste um unreusable waste as well uh and i don't know that's been plaguing me uh for ever since i got here and i got my first meal so so that's my biggest concern with our meal meal situation right now yeah i mean for me personally i've been trying to do as much as i can with what we're given so like for these plastic bags like i know um obviously harvard didn't really like we were told to bring our own trash cans. So for me, like I'll take these here, I'll take like these green plastic bags and that'll be like my trash bag there. So that way I don't have to like bring trash uh... bags of my own. So that's how I use those. And then for these paper bags that we get, these are where our meals come in from. Yeah, um, so I've, been, <laughs> I've been like decorating them or using them as things to draw on sometimes. Cause like oh, for me as an nice. artist, I love making things out of stuff. So that's oh. what I've been using that for. And then for the water bottles though, this is really interesting. So I actually, the other day I took the caps off the water bottles and I actually made something out of it. Cause I really needed something to be propped a little higher. So I just glued them together and then, mm. or actually taped them together. And then that was a stand. But then I also just like, I love making art out of like what's considered trash. So for me, I'm just making a bunch of creative projects out of the things that we have. And then, um, but then again, that still leaves like all of the containers and everything. So I'm trying to recycle as much as I can, definitely. But I mean, even then it's still, it's definitely still a problem, so. We need to share these tech. This is a clippable thing, honestly. We need to share these techniques for everyone to know. Absolutely. Art, obviously. Yeah. Um, I would say, so I have two methods. So one is I'm going to, I'm planning on cutting this, this, uh, this plastic bottle in half and using it as a, as a plant. uh, Oh my God. I was thinking the same thing. I love the little Uh, plants. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've, I've done something similar at at my hometown. Um, and I didn't bring any plants here and I love having plants at my desk. Um, we it's should go a, get plants together, a, David. Once we're out of yeah, phase three, or like seeds, then like grow them, grow them over the semester, oh, you know, so or something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, I, I operate on the placebo that oh, there's a plant there that oxygenates my oxygen, mm-hmm. uh, oxygenates my surroundings, and I did the same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my other way, of course, is ordering. Um, I order off Amazon metallic utensils because really these yes, these plastic utensils are are <laughs> such a waste, and I really implore everyone. Who can afford? And they're they're cheap. I got I got well they're they're not metallic. They're reusable plastic mm-hmm. ones that you can wash, and they're like a five dollar set off Amazon. It's free yeah. shipping. That's great. Um, so I really implore everyone to consider these options. Um, maybe I maybe if you're interested in planting something in your plastic bottles, that's one idea. But definitely the metallic or reusable utensils. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are all right. great so, ideas. Like phenomenal mm-hmm. ideas. I I've been thinking of like doing a little plant thing. I also didn't bring a pencil holder. So like I was thinking of like using like the water bottle yeah. and putting it in the oh, using a pencil holder. Oh, that would be really cute. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, right. life hack. Environmental well, life hacks. I, I think we've probably reached, um, you know, a, a near, we're nearing our, 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 you know, recommended time guideline. So, you know, <laughs> just, just wanted to, uh, you know, thank all of you for, you know, sharing your interesting perspectives on, you know, this, this plethora of topics today. And, uh, you know, to everyone listening, uh, again, whether it's on Spotify, YouTube, or any other kind of media outlet, we're absolutely uh, grateful that you're taking the time to hear our perspective uh with uh quarantine <laughs> at harvard within the harvard yod network uh please be sure to tune in for our next episode coming to you soon uh it'll feature interviews or not interviews conversations I'm with students no, yeah, okay. conversations with students so that you can hear more about their perspectives backgrounds and thoughts on current events and topics so thank you so much for joining i think all awesome. of us can kind of close out Sorry, go ahead, Anna. Also, if you have any like little sustainable ideas what you're doing with the waste generated, please post them on your Instagrams and tag us in it. We'd love to see what y'all are doing. Oh, right. yes, and for Instagram as well. Yep. Be yeah, sure to so, leave comments on our social media. Yeah, so it'd be amazing. And for anyone who doesn't know what our Instagram is, it is at harvard.yard. And that's like H A H V A hd uh y-a-h-d so just to like clear that up but Mm -hmm. yeah please please reach out to us we love hearing from you guys be amazing yep link will be in the podcast description as always uh and yeah that wraps up first episode of quarantine at harvard first of many to come first of many to come and as always (laughs) semper, semper veritas